The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children. Those who think the height of fashion is white polo shirts, khakis, and tiki torches, or your grandfather. Then again, I've never met your grandfather. He may be even more kinky than you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Prone Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sarah Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And oh my goodness, wow. I guess I was more spent from last night's party than I realized. <laughs> my word. Um, we are going to shuffle the show up a little bit um, because we went to Number Six Dungeon last night and we brought along a. Uh, a virgin to that. A well, yeah. Well, to number we'll, six. Virgin to number six. Virgin to a couple of things that mm-hmm. we did to him at number six. Um, and he is excited to be on the podcast, but he's he, not doing something else right now. But yes. could be available any minute. Yes, he he is currently wrapping up, uh, doing a family thing, and I told him, "Hey, if you get done before." We finish this at about 4 o'clock, get over here anyway, and we'll include you. So we're going to do the gossip portion last. Last. And so we will start with the expert portion mm-hmm. of the show. And I get to Babylon for about a half hour about poppers. Because mm-hmm. um, I think this is, yeah, my suggestion, because I was like, oh, I've seen them used. I've even used them a couple times, but mm-hmm. really don't quite... Get it. Uh, when I tried it, I didn't really feel anything. So it's like, okay, uh, what is this about and why are they supposed to do? Okay. Well, poppers, they... Because the actual popper is what? Amyl nitrate? Nitrite. Or, okay. A- amyl nitrite, which okay. I think is also known as 2-isopentyl nitrite. Um, I'd, I'd have to double check on that. Yeah, there's uh, like the official naming policy for chemicals. Right. a very structured, codified kind of way, and everything has its own name that way, but then there's the names that most people tend to use, so it's like, okay. Right, the real poppers, the poppers of lore and of the 70s, back when everybody uh, had the same uh, push-brew mustache, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was amyl nitrite, and I... I'm pretty sure in doing my research that was pentyl, uh, isopentyl, and I'm not sure if it was on the two or on the three. And talking talking some high level (laughs) organic chemistry. It's not even high level. It's just not terribly useful. No, no, um, history. The history would be useful, and the effect on the bodies and what we can do now. Uh, So the history of it is Mm -hmm. that it was actually derived uh, because. Uh, scientists saw the effect on the body of nitroglycerin. Okay. And as such, they looked into other uh, nitrate and nitrite chemicals. Hey, what does this do to somebody? Exactly. And they found amyl nitrite, 
and they found... I'm sure all those tests were very ethical. It's like, hey, sign this waiver. Not, oh, here's someone. Here, smell this. What? Let's see what happened to them. <laughs> smell this rag. Conk. Oh, told you it was chloroform. <laughs> um, but anyway, they found that amyl nitrate um, lowered blood pressure. Okay. Uh, and did so quite reliably. And so for a while, it was a standard treatment for high blood pressure and in some european countries at least into the 80s mm-hmm. it still was because it's it's reasonably safe um the problem is that it also has potential for misuse or abuse because it gives it gives a definite head rush okay um and it also and the reason why a lot of gay guys use it is because it helps to relax involuntary muscles including the anus so it makes bottoming easier Mm -hmm. um i have also found that when i do it especially if i do uh, quite a bit of it um it makes it more difficult to maintain an erection uh, and tends to delay orgasm oh and so so if that's something you're actually striving striving for for, that can be helpful yeah that can be helpful that can be a good thing does it actually do anything with the sensations at all because i've seen people like you know being blown or jerking off and you know, taking a hit from it. So I'm wondering, is there something that they're getting a good feeling from it or it, it, heightens it, the sense? It does give sensation? the head rush. Okay. Um, and it, it gives to me a pleasant floaty um, yeah. feeling of a head rush. Um, it doesn't really increase the sensitivity of the, the dick or the ass, okay. but um, it's another pleasant sensation Lobbed on top of okay. that. Um, kind of mis- mixing yeah. pleasurable sensations. Okay. Right. So the amyl nitrite is strongly illegal in the United States. Mm-hmm. You cannot get it for anything. Now, biosimilar are isobutyl nitrite okay. and isopropyl nitrite. Okay. A nitrite... Uh, I'm I'm probably going to end up saying it wrong a couple of times. Poppers. Poppers. When we say things, we mean poppers. Different right. varieties, but... Well, but. and and so the, the two main varieties that you will find at your local sex shop are isobutyl and isopropyl. And I prefer the isobutyl. Um, I find it gives a better rush um, and that it's more... Just more pleasant smelling in general. Okay. And what was the reason for the legalities on it? Were people just the, the high level of abuse, mm-hmm. and there was it, it was also a side effect of the panic in the early eighties of we don't know exactly what's causing, what's causing this AIDS. Disease. Yes, okay. And <clears throat> it's thought that uh, the ammo might be might be suppressing the immune system, okay. um, and so it got banned and. Never got around to unbanning it, even nearly forty years later. So well, it's like you know, wormwood and absinthe. You know, right, like, can have it. It's it's it causes you to hallucinate. And it's like not really. <laughs> no, the the main effect of the absinthe is the alcohol. Yeah, it's very <laughs> potent and right. And you'd have to drink gallons to probably have a vivid hallucination, and you'd be way dead by the alcohol before that point ever happened. Exactly. Okay. So, um. There are lots and lots of varieties of poppers out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're kind of like vodka in that 
the only real difference in them in most of the cases is the label. Okay. You know, you have your Rush and your Pig Sweat and your Maui Blue and your Amsterdam, your Mutiny. There's just a whole list. I imagine there's, you know, there's levels of purity to them and how they're produced, what secondary products could be in them. You know, there's... Yes, yes. And so, but because, you know, because of the gray legality of it, which is why it's sold as room motorizer or VHS head cleaner and says on the side of the bottle, not for human consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not good trademark protection mm-hmm. um, for the different brands of poppers. So the picks with that I get in from one place could be made by somebody completely different than the pig sweat I get from somebody else. Okay. Okay. So, you need to find a brand and a supplier that works for you and also realize that something could happen further up the chain and you may end up having to change that might just be one bad batch or some, some supplier shifted and you might have to say, huh, well, it was fun while it lasted. I'll have to find a new connection. Now Um, with other, you know, things mm -hmm. that are used off label, have there, has there been any situations where it has been dangerous, where maybe yes, something else was labeled as a popper and it really was a chemical that you really didn't want to be inhaling? Uh, or? Not, not so much of that. They all, okay. they all tend to be either the isobutyl or okay. the isopropyl. And again, if you have the choice and it's actually labeled, I recommend the isobutyl okay. uh, in general. So no one's just like filling bottles with chloroform or ether and saying, hey, this is it, try that. No, especially because things like chloroform or ether actually end up being a lot more expensive to make. <laughs> um, the it, It's actually, the chemistry of making poppers is actually relatively simple. Um, and there are people on Reddit who have brewed their own poppers. I can't recommend that in good conscience because you are dealing with Flammable chemicals that have um, a very low vaporization point. Mm-hmm. So it can be very easy to turn your laboratory into a fireball. Um, and this stuff also displaces oxygen. So, yeah, you could knock yourself out without intending. So, yeah, using the stuff and using it carefully is generally safe. Uh, making it is more dangerous. Now, the stuff that, you know, the bottle, is it pure, is it the pure chemical in the bottle or is it usually some of the chemical and some other kind of, because I'm wondering right. if you have any liquid in the bottle, is it still usable? Is it usable? Because you're basically inhaling it, so it's whatever is vaporizing. Right, right. It, so, it is whatever is vaporizing. And yes, in general, it is that chemical, but it's not stable. Okay. Um, what will happen is, especially in the presence of, moisture the um the the process the process of making poppers is you take an alcohol and a nitrogen acid and put them together and they make the the popper in the presence of moisture that process will reverse okay and you'll end up with either isobutyl or isopropyl alcohol and then acid okay and that's what causes the uh, burning around the nose. Um, you can kind of feel 
you know, on old poppers, you might feel it burning in your sinuses, mm-hmm. um, and it, or if you spill it on your skin. Um, now, what about the the actual pure stuff? If you know, what does that feel like on the skin, or if you accidentally got some in your nostril? Tacky. Okay, because yeah. I know someone whose story about poppers. He was on the dance floor years ago, dancing away. And uh, someone offered him some, and he didn't know what they were. And the guy like, here, and just put it up to his nose, and it's poured into his nose. And he said it was burning and horrible, and he's like, that's enough. Don't need to ever do this again. Yeah, and- that, that that would have been an old okay. batch, because you yeah, have pure, pure poppers. Not that they probably want it poured into your nose, no, period. No, but, no, no. And, okay. and, and you don't want to drink the stuff. I've, I've known straight people who have looked at the, oh, it's a shot. And, oh, God. Yeah, no, that that's that's bad. But uh no, poppers um it'll feel yeah, kind of oily okay. on your good pure poppers will feel oily, but again, it that's kind of a waste of poppers. Mm-hmm. Um and they most of them have a pellet of um baking soda in oh. the bottle. So oh, to neutralize it as they degrade. Yes, okay. yes to neut- and yet yeah, and then you just get carbon dioxide um, in there. Um, and, and so, yeah, poppers lose their potency over time. And as they're opened... What's the, oh, well, for an, oh, what's the shelf life for, like, an unopened bottle? Would that be... Uh, an unopened bottle, especially if you keep it cold... Mm-hmm. Um, I've read stories of people who have found poppers in their freezer that are years old and have used them and have gotten a good rush from them. Once you open them, um, one to two weeks, um, again, longer if you keep it in the fridge. Um, I like to jack off with them. So I have a bottle right next to my computer Mm -hmm. in in a drawer. Um, So no lights getting at it, which, Mm -hmm. you know, also helps. Um, and yeah, they tend to lose their potency after one to two weeks. Okay. Um, I mean, you, I can still get something out of it, but it's not nearly as good. So, um, but yeah. So, so it sounds like for yeah. the the top, it's basically kind of not desensitizer, but it prolongs the experience. It prolongs yeah. the experience. Yeah, and that and that's um, how I do it with the with jacking off is to mm-hmm. uh, help with edging. And uh, again, it's a I find it to be a pleasant head rush. So, yeah. it sounds like the only thing that could really—I mean—that would be kind of a problematic with it is if someone just relied on them, you know, to be able to have sex. Yeah, and I, I'd say like yeah. I think I mentioned before on the podcast that I'd been with someone once who was like, "Oh, I can't get fucked without them." You know, mm-hmm. he, he wanted to hook up, and he was like, right. "Well, do you have some?" I'm like, "No," and he's like, "Well, I can't get fucked without them." I'm like then you really should always have some on you if you want to be fucked. Yeah, really. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're actually relatively easy to get these mm-hmm. days, um, despite the, the gray market legality of them. Um, usually, usually they'd be found like at, you know, sex shops or yeah, usually you buy toys or yep, stuff. Your, your local sex shop, um, will probably have them. Um, straight people are starting to discover the joys of them more. Hmm. Um, so yeah, a place like, yeah, any, most adult bookstores, I mean, I get mine at at Deja Vu, which is a strip club. Um, and I, I get there because they've got the best price and they've got reasonably good quality. Um, online, um, for our American listeners, 
uh, there's a site called fourpoppers.com. That is the number four and then poppers.com. Um, I've really liked theirs. Um, my favorite brand from them is Mutiny. Uh, my only issue with the Mutiny is that they only sell it in the larger 30 milliliter bottles. Mm -hmm. The smaller bottles are 15. Um, and so I feel like I'm wasting about half of it um, just because I don't use that much of it before it goes south. So, yeah, I, I do like fourpoppers.com. Um, I, I do recommend them. Um, but how long does the... the you know, the, uh, the positive effects last, how long does the relaxation last for? Or, uh, I mean, if it's the head rush, I imagine right. the head rush with any inhalant, I imagine the head rush kind of fades quickish. Yeah. The, the head rush itself fades in a couple of few deep breaths, unless you really overdo it. I mean, I, I will admit that I have overdosed myself on poppers before, um, and that leads me to feeling nauseous and kind of a drunk feeling for about an hour mm. um and yeah especially if i spill it and then i'm just constantly mm -hmm. breathing it in i'm like i i gotta get out of here um but yeah the the head rush clears in a few breaths the relaxation um that lasts a bit longer um and really it's helping you to get to that relaxed state um i'm in my relaxation and, and fisting stretching attempts um i don't find i'm able to use the poppers to get a little bit farther and then i am able to i, I don't find myself tensing back up okay. yeah i imagine yeah. once there's something in you you know opening you up and stretching you out whether it's a cock or a toy you know once it's in there kind of doing its stuff and also you know hitting your prostate and making the experience, you know, feel good. Yeah. There'd probably be some relaxation just naturally from yes. Yes. Being in the middle of it all. All right. Um, I do want to put out some of these standard warnings mm -hmm. about poppers. Um, they do lower your blood pressure. Um, so you don't want to use them while driving. Um, but also if you are on other medication, uh, for lowering, blood pressure, not so much diuretics, um, but beta blockers. Mm. You, you probably don't want to use poppers. And if you are using um, Cialis, Viagra, mm. any of those, okay. that can cause uh, a direct drop in blood pressure. Uh, and they even mentioned that on the Cialis, you know, if you are using nitrates, well, you know, that's oh. what this is. So that would be yeah. the thing is like, yeah, I could see someone combining, you know, erection drugs with poppers because, hey, sex drugs. Um, but the, yeah, and, uh, the drop in blood pressure could be dangerous because you could pass out. So yeah. if you're coming down the stairs at the bathhouse and someone just take a tumble and go ass over tea kettle and your towel, that could be bad because then the ambulance has to show yes. up for this at the bathhouse. Yeah. And, like, mo whoops. and most bathhouses uh, don't have carpeted floors. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, yeah. So I guess that's the, the danger of just, you know, getting dizzy and passing out. Right. And, you know, knocking yeah. your head on a corner of something. Yes. Uh, we, we do want to be uh, very careful about that. I don't yeah, want to use it to enhance. And again, you know, make sure that you're using it to enhance 
your experiences and that you're not using it just to use it. Um, that, that not using the experience to enhance the the use, right? So right. That it that you know, I know people who have used sex as an excuse to to use drugs, and that way lies madness, addiction, <laughs> and well, pa- pawning your television, even if there's no. You know, direct, you know, like with some drugs, there's an actual physical addiction that develops. Right. And, you know, anything that makes you feel good, be it an inhalant or sugar or just, you know. Right. That, that can have a psychological that, yeah, addiction. Hear, hearing your email chime go off, it's like, oh, I have new email. Yes. Yes. Um, can, yeah, lead you to obsess over it and kind of be addicted, you know, little a addicted as opposed to capital A addicted to it. And, right. So um, yeah, yeah. I see my trouble with it is simply the logistics. It's like you have mm-hmm. this little bottle that you have to unscrew. Um, you don't want to pour it on yourself. It's chemicals. It's messy. Uh, it might cause stains. It, like I said, in the case if it's a little off, you're gonna get burning. Um, it'll be unpleasant. Um, the time I tried it, yeah, it's like not something I'd want to get on me. And mm-hmm. also, you're putting this, and I'm also picturing it's like, wow, there's a big vector for uh, you know nose viruses because you're usually putting it up to your nose, yes. probably touching your nose. If someone used it in the club and had a runny nose because they had a cold, you know, that's where colds are, in the noses and the mucuses, um, then you pass it to someone else. And I don't know if the chemicals are effective, you know, sterilizers for viruses. Uh, yeah, no, probably not. So, you know, everyone who's shoving that up their nose is not getting a good dose of, you know, whatever. Well, which is another reason why you should have your, your own, own bottle. Get your own. Um, Get your own damn But just the bottles. logistics of, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. I'm in the middle of a scene, pumping way, being pumped, you know, and yeah, it's just, I mean, I've, I've seen people using them and it's like, okay, it just seems like another thing you have to keep in mind. I think the joke was, you know, if you had a, a you know, a popper caddy who's just, like, like this is a couple's going at, doing stuff, and mm-hmm. you've talked about how it'd be useful to have a, a, a third, you know, oh, yeah, of hands the- out there to hand you stuff when you need it, um, especially if you're fisting, and it's like someone can just pass you towels, lube, whatever you need it. And, and, and at the, head, the poppers to your nose, yeah. You know, just a little nonverbal that someone can give a hand signal, and you just... Shove it up there and give them a little hit, and I I I see this kind of uh, concierge service at nice sex clubs <laughs> where you just have you know you know not super attractive because you don't want them to distract, just some very plain looking people. Um, actually, maybe whatever gender you're not attracted to is simply there, dressed in beige, <laughs> handing you these things. Like you know, if you're only into guys, then these you know you know plain looking young women handing you your Crisco or your popper. <laughs> Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's a I don't know. I, I, I'm I, just picturing it's like I don't want some Greek god, you know, basically putting the, the vial up to my, you know, bottom's nose as I'm trying to, like, you know, pump away. It's like, oh, he has visible six-pack. I don't. <laughs> I know I know. I have muscles in there. They're just hidden. Uh, I, I've, I've got abs. They're uh, <laughs> under a layer of fat, but they're there. They're there. They do their job. They work. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So that sounds... Okay. So, yeah. I'm Like I said, I, I, I knew of them. Uh, very limited experience. So I was just more curious as to, yeah, what... Because, you know, the the time I tried it, I was fucking a guy. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, try these. You know? And it's like, okay. And I'm like, did it? And it's like, I was, you know, thinking that I was supposed to, like, you know... I heard it was something about, you know, um, increases the capillary diameter. So, blood flow. I thought, is it going to make my dick 
bigger and harder? No, it's going to increase blood flow out of your dice. Uh, so. so it's like... Yeah. This is this is counterintuitive to what I what I'm wanting here. Well, and I'm uh, assuming what you want here too. Well, it, it does increase the uh, blood flow to the skin. Um, okay. I I have seen guys, especially when they do a lot of it, they will get a definite flush. Mm-hmm. Um, does it do their change anything to the sensitivity of the skin or? Um, if you're high enough that you're turning red mm-hmm. from it you're high enough that you wouldn't be able to tell because <laughs> um, i know there's other drugs that you know sound intriguing to combine with sex um uh ecstasy mm-hmm. you know i just the general feelings of you know euphoria and just kind of connectedness supposedly is good um <laughs> You know, if you're super adventurous and, you know, I guess acid, sex on acid would be a surreal <sighs> experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see the appeal of sex on acid. I've heard good things about sex on ecstasy, but have not experienced it for myself. And, yeah, I'm not philosophically opposed to using chemicals to enhance your life but uh well the trouble with acid, yeah. there are side effects and well the trouble with acid is i think depending on the situation go either way whether it's a quote-unquote good trip or bad trip mm-hmm. um i know someone who became vegetarian because of acid he was at a concert uh and they had just all dropped acid were checking out the clouds and then they were hungry so they unpacked the lunch they had packed and they had packed like a uh, liverwurst you know, just, you know, that little, you know, in the package to spread on crackers. Well, you know, I've been sitting in a cooler, but it had gotten warm and you know, kind of some blood, you know, it kind of separated. So it was obvious this has been made out of meat. There was like blood and, all <laughs> that. and he's on acid looking at the clouds. Someone offers him a cracker. He looks down and just sees this bloody sausage spread being put on crackers. And whatever he saw because of the acid, it just hit him hard. And he's like, cannot eat dead animal flesh anymore. That's disgusting as hell. So it's almost like, oh, so that would be a deterrent if you're, you know, having a sexual experience and just kind of goes awry. It might turn you off of sex or or whatever whatever gender you're fucking at that moment. <laughs> you know, maybe these reparative therapy uh, things where they try and ex-gay you. It's like, hey, do some sort of clockwork orange thing where they just string you out on acid and make you have lots of gay sex. And play, and play Beethoven. <laughs> I somehow, I don't think that would fit their <laughs> style, but... Oh, okay. I think if they thought they could get any traction out of it, they'd, they'd say it was endorsed by Jesus. <sighs> Jesus loves his LSD. And it's like, well, honestly, I truly believe he would. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, if, you know, I think Jesus, you know, would be a big old hippie if he had the chance and was like, be token it and... You know, having lots of fun and being wearing lots of tie-dye, bless his heart. Yeah, he strikes me more as the uh, psychosyllabin mushroom kind of guy (laughs) than acid. It's more natural, man. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I could see that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but anyway, uh, back to poppers. Mm -hmm. Um, When you get a bottle of poppers um, and the first sniff... um, It will, it may have sort of a chemical odor. That's okay. I've also had poppers that smell, uh, have kind of an artificial fruity smell, kind of like a juicy fruit gum. Or um, I've had some that are oddly floral. Um, Do you think these were additives to make it more pleasant or just a nature of chemistry? I think it was just an effect of the chemistry. I can see some esters being made that would throw in some, you know, fake 
Right. The the smells that you want to be on guard for are um, rotten egg. Okay. Um, if it smells sulf- sulfuric at all, yeah, that, that is not a good badge. Uh, you want to stay away from that. Um, if it smells like rubbing alcohol, okay. then... It's probably yeah. degraded. Yeah, it's probably degraded pretty bad. Or if on opening a new one um, on a whiff, you notice it's starting to burn in your nose or mm-hmm. sinuses, um, then it's turned back into nitric acid, and that's not a good thing to be breathing into mm-hmm. your lungs. Um, Is it like a, getting a, a bottle of wine at a fine place? Can you go back to the store and say, yeah, this one's gone off? And Are they usually good about it, or is it store by store? Uh, it's... Store by store, okay. and yeah, no, unlikely. You, yeah, the the only place I could see that happening um, would be there was a a small batch brewer of poppers that had a small stand at IML. Okay, when I was there. Oh my gosh, boutique popper manufacturer. Yeah, brewers. exactly. And I mean the the bat. It was really good. It, mm-hmm. it, it was really good. Um, but, yeah, I think if you told them that, hey, that this batch is off. And, and also, off they bad, probably are aware of their own product. And yeah, yeah. they took a sniff, it's like, whoa, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's not what we okay. want. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess it's just a matter of, you know, I, you know, the only innovation I can think of is a better delivery method. You know, some other, yep. better than just... A screw top bottle you open up with one hand, hold the other and put up to your nose. Uh, some sort of buffer so that if it did get tilted, it's not going to pour into your nostril. Yeah, I've seen, um, I've seen some popper heads get kind of creative um, with their setup. Um, I've seen people doing um, like mask play, taking poppers onto a cotton ball mm-hmm. and putting it... You know, uh, while someone's wearing a gas mask, kind right. of putting one of the canisters or where they'll mm-hmm, be breathing mm-hmm. through the filter so they're getting a hit through Yeah, that. Uh, the, the problem with that is dosage control. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get yourself a really big dose of poppers that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen um, that done not with a full gas mask, but with um, a, a, rebre- a medical rebreather okay. mask. Um and, yeah, Which, if so, you're into medical play or you know yeah. masks, then that lines itself well. But yeah, if you're just wanting to have you know moderately vanilla sex with you know minimum of accessories, yeah, it's like okay, yeah, it uh, can make things well. All right, well, we've hit about three thirty, so it looks like he may not be able to make it. Should we um, do a little uh, crafting bit first, then? Well, yeah, well, we I, don't have I, too I, much crafting, but we, we don't have too much crafting. Um, but I did make. It out to sticks and strings. Yay. Yay. Um, and I did... Love get... them. They may never hear this. Probably will never hear this, but we love your store. It's great. Sabrina is a wonderful person. Yes, they are in Old Town, Lansing, um, locally owned and operated. And on Wednesday nights, if you have uh, a knitting emergency, cool. um, they are there... There are people there to help you repair your project. Um, but if you're a knitter and looking for a husband, I think the majority of men I've encountered through yarn stores tend to be gay. So, you know, I don't want to think of stereotypes, but... Right. Um, but so, that's what I've encountered so far. Right. So I got myself uh, this... It is 75% 
wool and 25% polyester. Okay. Um, so that it's not as scratchy. Oh, this is what you're planning to make your harness yes, from? Yes, that's what I'm planning oh. to make my harness from. Um, I will include a picture of the yarn ball uh, on the Twitter and on the podcast feed. Uh, because I, I was talking about getting something like this, this red-black color scheme mm-hmm. um, from uh, That Darn Yarn Company. Uh, but those are the ones who were going to Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had uh, put a pause on their Etsy store. So I'll get something else from them uh, in time, assuming they're still up and around. But yeah, now, so, so you're making you're planning on making a harness from that. Uh, yes. Now, is this, was this, were you planning on felting it to make it more I, solid or? I don't know that I'll felt it. I, okay. I will see how it goes with, um, because when I, I did the first run of a crocheted harness, um, I did it in acrylic, which mm-hmm. had quite a bit of stretch to it. And I did it with a double crochet, mm-hmm. which also has quite a bit of stretch to it. So um, I think by doing it in wool, and this is actually a narrower gauge uh, on the yarn than the acrylic I was it using. It might make it tight enough just... And, yeah, and I'm going to do single crochet rather than double. And also, the thing is, I wonder is, because um, you know wool yarns are the ones that felt up. Mm-hmm. Um, would 80, 20, you know, wool, acrylic... How well will that felt itself? What what stage will it? I I don't know. Okay. That that would because I think the felting projects I've heard of they say one hundred percent you know worsted wool, yeah, or well or just wool. It's like because yeah, that's yeah, the fibers that all tangle together that end up making you know the the felt. Yeah, so seventy five percent virgin wool, twenty five percent polyamide. So I I'm assuming that's some form of polyester. Okay. Um, so, and yeah, this was, uh, this is sock, uh, well, it's worsted weight, but it, it's okay. for socks. So it will be soft enough to be against the skin for an extended period of time. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna, and that's the other thing, yeah. worsted, is that what, I guess, you know, yeah, what did, I could, could look it up, but what does that mean? Is it a variety of wool or is that more weight. just the weight? So that, that, the that, thickness that's the weight, the, the thickness of okay. the yarn. The density um, or... Or just the thick, the, the, the diameter. The okay, got the, it. The diameter. Um, and yes, worsted is the most common diameter of okay. yarn. Um, if you see something that is described as sock yarn, mm-hmm. it will have a narrower mm-hmm. diameter to it. Um, and so you want to make sure that when you're doing socks, um, if you're doing it from a pattern, make sure that you've got a pattern that matches the, mm-hmm. the style of yarn that you have. Cool. Um, so yeah, if you're doing it in worsted weight, that yeah, you've got well, cool. a worsted be weight a, pattern. A cool project to see as it as it happens, and eventually yeah. when it's done, you can you know wear it to first Friday or some event or uh, yeah something like that. And yeah, I'll be able to flag red and yeah. Um, I have nothing really craft wise planned. I just yeah don't have time. Uh, well, and you know that's one of the that's another reason why I wanted um, the ex virgin here for mm. the podcast because he also knits. Yes, and so I, I was going to ask him about his current project or what he's done recently, and okay. we'll have to have him on at some point. On, at, at some I'd point, I'd be curious to see. Time. You know, yeah, a, a kind of a you know, he's he's not. I mean, 
virgin to some things that we introduce him to, but he's by no means shy uh, to begin with. Yes. So it, it, it'd be interesting <laughs> to see what first time first time impressions of number six and all that was. Seems you know. So should we? Yeah. How about into yeah. gossip then? Yeah, uh, into gossip. Um, we usually go chronologically, but I'm trying to think. Other than number six, I, I can't really think of too much I've done in the past two weeks. Yeah, I, no, number six has been the, the big thing um, in the past two weeks. Um, yeah, we brought our, our ghost <laughs> um, along, and it's very popular. Uh, everybody was like, ooh, new meat. Well, new yeah. meat, and also someone who's also, you know, like willing. It's like someone who's like, yeah, I want to try new stuff. And, uh, you know, also knew two people who were there and also we knew kind of things he was into. So it was not so much of, so what are you into? What do you want to do? We knew what he wanted to do. Right. We he, knew that there are certain things that he's very fond of doing yes. and that that was going to be, you know, offered to him. So, yeah. uh, you know, we, you know, made we, quick we, work. We, it was we, like setting up and it's like, Hey, go to town. Yep. That we, we catered to his needs. Um, that mm-hmm. yeah, I think I can safely say that he is a bit of a rim pig mm-hmm. um just like i am and but he i'm not sure if it's just that he doesn't have one or that he has never um experienced being under a rim seat okay. but it was definitely uh, when i told him that they had rim seats at number six he was like "Ooh, i, I want to get under there i'm like mm-hmm. well we can do that and we can have uh a parade of mm-hmm. asses on your face we got four Different butts. Four in the his, first round. Yeah, in the first a... round. Um, I was on, uh, I, I took a ride. Uh, Sling Bear took a ride. You took a ride. Um, and which I, I'm sure he really appreciated because he has a certain, yeah, he has a certain type he likes. And, and I think we presented him with uh, several <laughs> of that type. So that was, I was like, yay. Yay. Um, yeah. Like I said, and then um, there was a, a rope scene because he had not, you know, ever, he's mm-hmm. not been tied up before. And right. we had someone who was very good with rope. So yes. uh, that was, you know, he made a very nice kind of full body corset kind of harness mm-hmm. um, and then did some wonderful, horrible things to him while he was basically tied to a bed. Yep. Uh Tied him to the bed. Put these. Um, I'm I'm not sure how to describe what was on. Oh, his the gloves. Arms. Yeah, it, it was kind yeah, of like arms, got, more yeah, like yeah, arm kind of sleeves. Like, yeah, arm I mean, sleeves, opera gloves that ended in a mitt. Yeah, so that you didn't have, and also a strap that would like kind of tie down it, so it kind of you know a fist. Mm-hmm. You know, you were kind of restrained that way. All right, so and then laced up to kind of enclose. Uh, up to, you know, get over mid bicep. Mm-hmm. And then there are also lots of buckles on it, so it too could be bolted to, you know, Whatever. furniture right. or harnesses or things like that. Yeah. And it... I've seen those come out before. I think, I think it was used on the guy who got tied up to the barber chair a couple months ago. Considering the, the... it was the same top. Yeah. yeah. I, I and also so. because and the guy who was visiting from another city that who had the really nice dick. Oh yes, yes, yes. I think he had. I think those gloves were on him while he was tied to the barber chair, and so yes, uh, yeah. So um, I, yeah, man. The thing was, I think because he was a new guy and also very into it. Uh, yeah, he was pretty much the center of attention for everyone. You know, frolicking downstairs. 
Um, there's some other stuff going on in other corners too, mm-hmm. but that seemed to be, a lot of people sitting around watching what was going on with that. Well, um, I mean, it was a very pleasant show to see. Yeah, before that uh, started, but after the rim seat, yeah, Sling Bear and I did have a quick scene, okay. and I was able to squeeze a three and a half day load out of him, <laughs> and he was very relieved to to finally have that out. Um, yeah, because he. When yeah, as I've said before, when he's feeling his oats, he can go three times in one day. Um, so to go three I should, days, I should it, try something like that. Just up. like yeah, give a you know. But patrol is for me. It's like I don't know what the. I think there's probably a magic number of days that you know I would have to build up to because after I get a certain point, it's like oh okay, I forget, and it's like right, oh, I, right. I'm just not. It's, it doesn't continue to build. Right. Know, no, it, eventually your body says, oh, we're in a we're dry do- period. Time. We're not doing that now. Okay. Yeah, t- time, time to shut that down. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the trick. Finding that that point mm-hmm. where you're at your maximum horniness. And, yeah, for him, it, it's about three days. Um, that at, at, at three, three or so days after that, he either needs to jack off or um, just accept that he's in a dry period mm-hmm. and... Yeah, it won't be as fun. Uh, which reminds me of the session um, I took at Claw about uh, chastity. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that the first two weeks are the worst. Okay. And then after that, your body has adjusted to a new normal. <laughs> um, so. Let's see. Um... And of course, or, or you can do edging where you jack off several times a day, but don't come and. Mm. Let that also build, mm-hmm. so that, that that can be fun, but it takes a lot of effort. <laughs> um, what was it? Uh, oh, and I did have a discussion with someone uh, who had been to the Creek Ridge camp, uh, the new camp. Oh, okay, is, cool. Um, yeah, he said he, I think, just uh, went by day pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he said at first the day passes are good up to like about 5 30, and then they want you off, but he said he used it, and then it was getting 5 30, and he asked, and they're like, oh, you can stay around till 9 30. So I guess, you know, they there is a certain point where they want you off the land because, you know, if you stay there too late, you're, you know, the difference between a day pass and you just being there. You know? Right. But, so um, uh, the pool's not quite ready yet. Okay. Um, it's dug. It's in there. I guess the concrete's curing. It needs like 20 days to cure. Then they have to seal and then fill and get the water usable. So probably next year. Probably. I You know, it, it seems that way because... Who knows how long the weather will hold, and it sounds mm-hmm. like if they did get it ready this year, they'd fill it for, what, you know, half a month, you know, two weeks worth of use, and then, right. okay, it's over. Um, be, uh, because I know that, you know, they thought originally it was going to be ready early in the summer yeah, or they spring. May. And then they had a wet and wild weekend in August, and I think they were thinking, okay, that'll be the pool opening. Uh, no, it, I think they're like, okay, well, we said it would be wet and wild, and we'll figure a way to make it wet and wild, but not with the pool. Right. Um, he said he liked it. Um, there's like he said, I think forty acres of trails and forest that you can. They have trails through it. He said there was a play area set up. You know, that had a. I think he said it had a cross set up and a sling. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So cool. you know, along the trails. Uh, so there's definitely areas t- for shenanigans. Uh, Yay, um, shenanigans. He said it looked like the maybe the RV sites um, are all mostly rented out. Oh, cool. And people are already making old decks and kind of making it their own. So even in the first year, it sounds like some people are like, okay, well, yeah, we're established. And, yeah, and especially if they're able to, yeah, like get longer term leases mm-hmm. on those RV sites, that provides them with stable mm-hmm. income. 
uh, and help keep and he the said place there's open. already cabins on site that can be used. So it uh, sounds like they're ramping it up pretty quickly. So uh, he said, um, you know, he'd been there a couple times and uh, met some really nice people. Uh, sounds like mostly people, yeah, from the east side of the state, Ann Arbor, Detroit area. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, who's discovering this and saying, oh, here's, let's try this out. Yeah, we don't have to drive all the way out to, yeah. to Saugatuck. Yeah. Um, or down south to like the Freedom Valleys or Buckwood or... I've heard of, you know, in Ohio. Yeah, there are some in Ohio, yep. yeah. And uh, so I think I've also realized this. I just have no weekends, period, this summer. I mean, I have no full weekends to really do stuff. Um, but maybe a day trip, I'm thinking. Um, the thing is, you have to buy an annual membership for day passes, and that's annual, mem- annual membership is $25. So Yeah, so I'm that. that's one reason why I'm thinking I'll make my first trip there. Next year, mm-hmm. I'll get an annual pass mm-hmm. early in the season, go for a day, see how it is, mm-hmm. and then plan accordingly. Yeah, and plan accordingly. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think a day pass is 10 bucks. So, you know, I think for myself, 35 bucks might be enough just out of curiosity. To, mm-hmm. So, at some point this summer or even fall, I may just finally say, okay, go and do it and right. go up some Friday or Saturday or. Someday. Right. And another thing about Creek Ridge Campground, I think we were both contacted by a particular gentleman on Recon. Okay. Who is a grunge player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he let me know that uh, he ha- he has created and is m- working on improving uh, a mud pit at Creek Ridge Campground. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to get down and dirty, mm-hmm. get, take a mud bath. Um that yeah, you would be able to do that at Creek Ridge, and I mean, really, that's that's kind of the best setting for it. Yeah, um, kind of a yeah. you know, just a clothing optional campground. Yeah, and I, I don't picture yeah uh, getting covered completely in mud and laying it dry, kind of working well with clothing. No, or you know, working well with houses and carpeting, and mm-hmm. yeah, you you really need to be at a campground sort of setting for that to to be. The only thing you have to sacrifice is a camp chair, and that can just be hosed down. Yeah, sit on a plastic chair. and So that was a nice conversation yeah. I had at uh, number six with someone who had a couple of, you know, been to Creek Ridge a couple times, and so could report directly on it, and they seemed pretty favorable to it. So oh, it looks good. Sweet. So, yeah, I have to uh, yeah, get out there, and I, I still need to get my, my tail out to camp it mm. uh, one of these days. I mean, I've been to, to Douglas... Uh, to the dunes resort twice mm-hmm. now um once for the just for an evening when my husband and i were in saugatuck um and you can find that on a previous episode where we talked more about that um and then yeah going to fist fest and fist fest was a lot of fun yeah they have several yeah. you know yeah I know and yeah the inferno got, happens there well, else the other one? Mr. Um, Michigan Leather. Mr. Michigan Leather. Those are the two big ones I can there. think yeah. of. I'm sure they must have other things, too. Oh, yeah. They, they've got Bear Weekends. They've got Christmas in July. They, no, they, no, no. Dunes. Oh, do they also do that? I think so. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the, the Dunes has other events. And, you know, it's got the same... It's got, you know, that the highly sexual energy. But, you know, it is a motel. Mm-hmm. Um and they've got rooms that range from uh, 
a thin mattress on a piece of plywood in a tiny room that's just enough to store your stuff, basically what you expect from a bathhouse room, to some really nice cottages. Um, but what they don't have are RV sites or sites to pitch a tent. Um, but so, yeah, it d- depends on how rough and rugged uh, you feel like going. I found I like camping, like real camping. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Camp It and the Dunes Resort are really close to each other so you could easily make a day trip from mm. one to the other oh yeah so um yeah uh yeah only um yeah after so going back to number six um yeah when he was tied up was pinched and vibrated mm-hmm. and uh yeah seemed to have a lot of fun mm-hmm. and, uh after we let him out um he dove into another ass and mm-hmm. was a happy camper until it was whispered in our ear that um, the dungeon master was having uh, ran out of spoons, effectively, mm-hmm. and we were asked to uh, pack up, mm-hmm. and so we did. Um, yeah, because the dungeon master, he's you know, he's he's had a rough month, yes. but he's on the mend. Yes, it was like this something that yeah, it was like hey, you know, just just there's health things. You know, nothing, nothing terrifying, but still, it's like okay. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for bed now. Yes. Yep. So, and we wanted to respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, one funny story that I, I think he, he won't mind me telling, um, because all night long, we had been calling him puppy mm-hmm. and putting him into and through pup space. And then we stopped um, on the way home to get gas. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to put my gas cap back on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, found that out uh, when I was back in Lansing. But anyway, he said um, he, he went to scratch his beard and he scratched himself under the chin. And he, and he was like, I popped out for a moment there mm-hmm. just from scratching my own beard. <laughs> I'm like, wow, yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm the one driving. Um Yeah, that well that does lead me to, yeah, I had a I it was not a kink moment, it was more of a kink defense moment where I was at an event and someone was just they were describing someone who wasn't there, which or talking about them, which in and of itself kind of annoys me. Mm-hmm. I you know, it's like can we not because it felt too much gossipy. It's like, oh, someone's not here, we're gonna talk about them. And right. I'm like, grr. And they're basically, I felt slut-shaming. It's like, uh, they're talking about, oh, he's into this weird stuff. And, they, you know, they do this and that. And wear collars and leashes and act like dogs. And I'm like, this is that bad? And I pretty much just, well, what I did was I shut down and was quiet for like five minutes. They went on. And then I finally just popped. And it's like, well, I've been listening to you slut-shame for the last five minutes. And (laughs) kind of got in someone's face. And they... I mean, I had the decency to realize, okay, yeah, maybe I went too far, and we're embarrassed by it and getting caught, and we kind of went to our respective corners, and then we're polite for the rest of the evening. But, but yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, I can understand if you yourself are you know, not been exposed to anything, but no, mm-hmm. this person is someone who themselves are no shrinking violet telling us what they do sexually. And also, there's a lot of things they do at that table that everyone else at the table might actually make them throw up. Honestly, because some of the stuff they do is, for that crowd, is not 
to the same tastes. Mm-hmm. And you're going on about someone else's, you know, kink. It's like, come on, people. It's like, stop being such... Yeah. So, yeah, that was my little rant of... It's like... And then, you know, I and I realized should have handled it better by, like, just like, hey... You know, and, and not even, you know, bring it around to, can we just not talk about people who aren't here? And then, you know, someone else was getting slut-shamed by someone else at the table who, uh, you know, was just like, oh, honey, I've seen you in action. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you have no right to talk about someone else's... XYZ. Uh, yes, when you yourself. And then I also heard another piece of news that's not kink-related or sex-related at all that makes me really sad about this person. It's like, oh, this is one of those things when you hear about something, what someone's done or how they are, and it just makes you sad. It's like, oh, I thought so much better of you. Yeah. And to know that you're this. It's like, oh. And it's like, yeah, yeah I'll be judgy about it, too. It's like, I, you know. All right. I'm not. I'm. I'm, t- I'm not too good of a person not to judge others. <laughs> but honestly, the thing that they done, I think, is pretty horrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, he he also sent me. We got in about uh, twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent me a, a text message of thanks about one in the morning because mm-hmm. um, I was fiddling around on the computer um, and it converse back and forth. And uh, at at exactly one a.m., I said. Uh, now it's time for me to get some sleep. And he responded, uh, well, for you, I'm still writing out the high of... The oh, night. yay. So, um, I, so it sounds like we might have a repeat customer. Oh, I hope so. And would, would like to introduce him to um, all of the uh, implements and perverts at Detroit Bondage Club. Because mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I, I think he would enjoy all of it's, them. Like I said, it's different enough from number six. There's a lot of similarities, but it, it different crowd, uh, you know, I think it's cast kind of a wider, well, no wider net. Um, but there's a lot of overlap, but there are some different, you know, some mm-hmm. people I only see at one or the other. Um, and, you know, just the vibe, the space, it's, it is a different experience. And I yeah, think, it, it's, uh, yeah, the median age is lower and there's more, room to spread out Mm -hmm. um because yeah at number six you can can kind of end up on top of each other Mm -hmm. all right um future events the uh, dog days of summer on the 26th the 20 yes the 26th of august at menjo's in detroit is the dog days of summer which is sad because it interferes well i I think i'm choosing that one but there's two other there's a party here in lansing that i know would be I've heard it's just a standard party, mm-hmm. but I've also heard that this party tends to, uh, yes, uh, shenanigans tend to happen because uh, high orgy potential. Yes, very <laughs> high. Um, but it's going to be also a high level of uh, younger skinny boys in attendance, and I just can't stand the shrieking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and no, because I yeah, and like, and, and that's not even like that's not even being pissy about it. I've been to the parties and I've heard like shriek fights over the music being played. And it's like, oh my gosh, children, just shut the fuck up. Aha. Um, all right. So, so yeah, so yeah. that's going on that same night. And it's like, oh, that's unfortunate because I know a lot. I think it's going to be kind of a Sophie's choice, you know, a kinky Sophie's choice for several kinksters. I know because yeah. it'll be a fun party there. And, but then there's going to be this fun thing at Menjo's. So it's like, Oh dear. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to Menjo's. I'm going to try and see if I can drag Veritas along mm. since it is also the unofficial second uh, oh. latex party. Oh, cool. Um, cool. So 
Yeah, I want to take into oh, and that. Also, I think there's um, and then there also Menjos has a Tuesday kink thing. Yes, uh, kink you, kink you. Uh, usually you. presentations. That's mm-hmm. usually on Tuesdays. I think they're having a a pup focused one on the twenty second. So that will be yes, right, right before the dog days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I get invited to those, but usually my Tuesdays are busy, so it's like ah. Yeah, and I I can't see myself making the trip down to Menjos on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, which so, is unfortunate. Those are cool events. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Menjos on the 26th will be there. Uh, when's the next DBC? Is that? September 1st. Okay. Or uh, like second. 2nd? September 2nd. Is that which Labor is, Day weekend? That is Labor Day weekend. Um, they are still having... Okay. Uh, a court, I do believe they are still having it. Um, have to double check the emails when that rolls through. Are you able to go or planning to go? I am planning on going. Because um, I have no plans right. that weekend to go anywhere. I have something on Labor Day itself, but the weekend will probably be just like a standard right. weekend for me. I, though I probably will not be going to September's number, number six. Because six. Um, it's the bear weekend at, or the, wait, some days of, no, Indian summer, or what was the term? Yeah, Bear Indian Summer, yeah. or so, something like that. Yeah, that's it's the a, last bear weekend of the year for, I think, Campit. Right. Um, so, might end up going to Campit, or I might just end up staying home and packing. Oh, that's right. Because um, I am moving to a larger apartment. Um, we get the keys for that apartment on September 23rd, and uh, our lease on the current apartment runs out September 30th and even yeah the money is going to be tight in september so put and, your so put your life in boxes and carry it somewhere else yes and, uh, and uh, my original hope was that by the time we were ready to move out of here i would be making enough money that we could uh, use two guys in a truck mm-hmm. We're not making enough money to do two guys in a truck, so it's going to be U-Haul again. So uh, we'll need some strapping young lads to help who are willing to help out for uh, beer and pizza. Um, I mean, we don't have many big things, but still having some extra hands is always helpful. Um, so yeah, uh, so the end of September and the beginning of October. Um, the the podcasting schedule for that is up in the air okay. um, because we're going to have to figure out, A, I've got to get settled in the new apartment and get out of the boxes mostly and have to figure out uh, a new recording setup. So uh, September 1st will be First Friday then? Yes, September 1st will be First Friday. Okay, so that could be an interesting one because you're getting Labor Day weekend. So And that's the Blues Fest, isn't it? Okay. In Old Town. I, I don't know. So. I don't know the schedule for blues. I, I, I think... Also, I, I'm not a fan of the blues, so why would I care? Jazz and the blues, not my music. Yeah. Um, and then coming up the weekend of my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, November 3rd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th is Mr. International Rubber Woo-hoo. in Chicago. And I've got my reservation at that nice hostel cool. uh, that you told me about. I've got... My tickets for Mr. International Rubber, and I've got an Amtrak ticket. Yay. Yay. So, um, but yeah, it's a bit of a hike between the hostel, which is in the loop, mm. and uh, the Halstead Center, which is in Boys Town. Mm. Um, so it, it's going to be like an hour on the red line to get there. Um, but you know, such is life. And 
we'll we'll see if if somebody who lives closer uh, is willing to take in a a poor pup and yeah, well we'll see. Wor worst case, uh, I just hang out on the red line and the worst run, runs worst case hours. you're still in an MIR. Yeah, I'm you're still, still going to spend a weekend in Chicago. Oh uh, yes, it's so tough. Yes, yes, it's so tough. It's so horrible. I'm going to spend a November weekend in Chicago. I'm going to take the opportunity not just to go to MIR, but I'm going to. Try to get my ass over to the Leather Archives, because mm -hmm. I've never been there. Get my ass over to Man's Country before that closes for good. And when does that close? End of the year is last I heard. Okay. Uh, and I also want to get back to Millennium Park and flick the bean. <laughs> the, the big chrome. Yep, I know. Uh, I think it's called the Cloud Gate, but everybody just calls it the bean okay. so um so yes i will be at mr international rubber and i hope to see uh some of our listeners and there. so that will probably be the podcast of that will probably be all talking about your adventures and i'll just be listening in fact you could just have a recording and saying "Ooh, oh that's <laughs> cool just I'll, a soundboard with you know, yeah I'll, I'll put a soundboard on on my phone so that you don't actually have to be here then <laughs> i'll you know hear it i'll hear it the next wednesday it's like oh so that's what was going on <laughs> um cool so, so okay so yep. it sounds like some busy month coming up ed y yep busy month coming up and so uh, any listeners please come out to first friday esquire uh, usually there by eight someone's usually there usually by the door we have to get better about getting the word out i saw that there's a facebook Yes, I did. I did it, post so a Facebook event, and so I need to go through and invite people to that. Yes, it's like, who do I know who might be interested? Okay, bring them. Yep, yeah, bring them, and so that we can share that. All right, and yeah, and uh, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes so that we can get the word out more about this podcast. And on that note, we've run out of time again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harrypronet@gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at HarryProneCom. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Thanks so much for listening. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane. And Lance and Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.